praise God. Amen. Say to your, say to the person next to you, I'm so glad to be here. Hey, glory be to God. Amen. The devil is such a tricker. I don't know where he sent that fly from, but he had a fly in my hair just now and trying to disturb me when I was worshiping. Praise God, but he failed. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Always, always. Amen. Now, before you leave, I want you to know that I have made this note for you. It's called the history of the Bible. So I think I believe that you don't have to be a Bible college student to know the history of the Bible. And it's important that you know the history of your Bible, the most important book in your life. So I've made uh, this article for you. It's of two pages, you know, two pages, a lot of information. And um, it's the information that you need very much, very, very much. So believe me, I've I've done my best to summarize and have just given you all the facts that are essential and important. So please make sure that you read it. And uh, do we have the video ready? Not yet? Okay, you can uh, get it ready. We can do it maybe later at the end. All right. So are you ready for the word? Amen. How many of you love your Bible? Lift up your hands. Amen. Oh, the word of God. It's so powerful. Amen. So the the topic that God has given us this morning, how many of you believe that you have what you preach? You have what's been preached to you. Amen. So praise the Lord. You have what's been taught to you. Amen. Now, I know that there's a lot of teaching um, online. There's a lot of teaching, all kinds of excellent speakers online, excellent Bible teachers. But how many of you know that you only have one home church? And you have only one pastor. Amen. So it's important that you know the voice of your shepherd. It's important that you receive the manner that I have prepared for you. I'm like your personal chef. <laughs> I'm your personal chef, okay? Amen. I'm your master chef. <laughs> so make sure that you eat the food. <laughs> Amen. It's good food for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Grow the word in you to release signs and wonders around you. I just love this topic when God gave that to me. Grow the word in you to release signs and wonders around you. You know, a lot of times we think we're not good enough, you know, to have miracles in our lives. We're not good enough for signs and wonders and miracles. It's not about you. It's about who is in you and what is in you. Can we say amen? And greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. So grow the word in you. You live from the inside out, not from the outside in. So grow the word in you to release signs and wonders around you. Amen. So if I can ask you to look at Acts chapter 19, verse 20. Acts 19, verse 20. Amen. And a big welcome to all those that are watching online. Acts 19, verse 20. Can you read this together with me? One, two, three. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So mightily grew the word of God and 
prevailed. All right? I want to do a bit of a word study together with you. If you look at the word prevailed, the word prevailed is the word in Greek, cool. Cool. Number one, it means to be strong. That means to be strong in your body, to be robust, to be of sound health. How many of us want that? How many of us want to be robust? How many of us want to be of our optimal health? Amen. Glory be to God. So what happens is that when the word of God grows within you, the word of God grows in your body, making you strong, making you robust, and making you in good health. The word of God is healing to all your flesh. The word of God is strength to all your flesh. The word of God, amen, in you will prove that God is more powerful and God is superior to any sickness, any disease, any bacteria, any virus around you. Amen, amen. I remember when I was in Bangkok, Thailand, I don't know what I caught last time when I was there. It's like all of a sudden my belly was hurting and I just had to keep going to the loo. And then I just fell and the Holy Spirit just said to me, just lie down. Glory be to God. Amen. Trusting and believing, just lie down. And within one day, I was completely healed. Why? Because I had the word in me. The word of God in you. Amen. Don't just rely on your internal organs. You need the word. You need the word. What made you is the word of God. Amen. Glory be to God. So the word of God in you will keep you strong, will keep you powerful. How many of you know that it's not the will of God to make you sick? Come on, lift up your hands if you know it. How many of you know that God does not give you sickness and disease? He can't give you what he doesn't have. He doesn't have any sickness to give to you. He has no virus to give to you. The devil has a lot. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And the word cool, translated as prevailed, also means to have power as shown by extraordinary deeds. To have power as shown by extraordinary deeds. I'm giving you another testimony. You know, I have a dog. His name is Gift because it's a gift from my, uh, my children to me on my birthday. And then the other day, you know, in the morning, I always let him go out, you know, in, in our backyard. You know, there's uh, a lot for him to run around and all that. And then uh, when he came back, all of a sudden, he would just, just lie down. He would just sit there and he wouldn't move. And so I felt strange. So I took him up and, and took him upstairs. And trying to, you know, get him to move because usually he's very active. But he wouldn't move. He was just, you know, lying there. And uh, I thought, what's wrong? And then uh, I noticed that when he was uh, trying to move a little bit, he would always look at his hind leg on his, uh, where's this, right side. So it was like he was in pain. And I said, my mind, you know, started to kick in. And my mind said, oh, no, I'm not taking him to the vet because this would mean x-ray. And x-ray would mean surgery. No, you know, I'm not opening a can of worms. And then, praise the Lord, I lay hand on my dog and I rebuke the devil and I pray for him. I pray for my dog. Why? Because he's in my covenant. My dog is in my covenant, okay? Everything that I have is in my covenant. 
And uh, so I laid hand on him. I prayed for him. And then I said, come on, gift. Come on, just move a little bit. Just come towards me a little bit at a time. And then he started to move towards me a little bit at a time. And then he started to move to me more. And then he started to walk to me more and more and more. And then he was walking. Praise the Lord. He was walking. When he first started, he was still looking at his, uh, his, his hind leg on his, uh, on his right. But then as he continued, he started to walk. And he started to walk. And he felt comfortable. And then uh, later on the day, I took him out for a walk. And he was completely okay. And he was walking and he was running. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because a dog does not have any unbelief (laughs) to block God's power. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Come on, say with me. I have signs, wonders, miracles coming out of me because Jesus lives on the inside of me. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus lives on the inside of you, not just to, 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 not just to stay there and not doing anything. How many of you know that he's very active? The Holy Ghost is very active. He's always looking for, you know, ways to manifest himself. Amen. Amen. You know, when I drive, you know, when I drive and I need to park, Amen. And before I do it, Lord, I claim my parking. <laughs> I claim my parking. How many of you received the photo that I sent to your phone? I, my husband and I were in the city. How many of you know that it's not easy to find a parking in the city? And praise God. Hallelujah. And there was one right before us. Amen. Amen. Believe and you shall see the glory of God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So the word of God is a spiritual force, a spiritual power that performs extraordinary deeds. And remember, don't get it wrong. It's not about you. It's about what's in you. Who's in you? The word is in you. Jesus is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. How can you fail? We fail when we look at ourselves. We cry when we look at ourselves. Amen. We can't be looking at God and looking at ourselves at the same time. We need to look at God. Can we say amen? Say to the person next to you, you need to look at God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So signs and wonders and miracles, healing the sick, casting out devils, calming a storm, calming a raging sea, opening doors for God's provision. Amen. The favor of God follows the word of God. You have the word of God and you have favor with God and favor with men. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Can you wave your Bible at me? Come on. Your Bible, your your phone that has the Bible. Okay. It's very important for you to have the Bible. I know that we're living in a digital age and a lot of us don't use our printed Bible anymore. I don't believe that God is in the digital age. I believe God is in the written, is in the written word. You still need a written Bible. What about when all these things shuts down? Eh? What about when all this digital age comes to an end? What do you have? You must have your Bible. You must have your Bible. 
Amen. The word, the written word that saith the Lord. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. You must have your Bible with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's go back to Acts once again. So mightily, I like the word mightily, powerfully. Mightily, can you say the word after mightily for me? One, two, three. Grew. Mightily grew. That's past tense. The present tense of grew is grow. Let me ask you, can these flowers grow? No. Why? Because there's no life in them. It's artificial. They are artificial. And also, what is dead cannot grow. What is dead cannot grow. So when you speak to the tumor and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I curse you. I deaden you. What you're doing is you're plucking the life out of that tumor and it becomes dead. Do you get it? Do you get it? Your tongue has the power of life and death. So you give life to what is good and you deaden what is bad. Whatever virus. It's so important that you get to know and get to walk in divine healing. I'm not against doctors, but you cannot afford to be medicine and doctor dependent. You have to be word dependent. Because we're living in the age when all of a sudden a sickness shows up and the doctors have no cure. What are you going to do? You must learn to walk in signs and wonders and miracles for yourself. Now, if you haven't listened to my teaching, my teaching on the book of Job, you better catch up and listen. Because God put it in my heart to teach you, to give you the revelations in the book of Job. Make sure you listen. Job was all good when he was serving others. He was good as a servant. But then when things happened to him, when the attacks came to him, he had no idea what to do. It's so important that you walk in signs and wonders and miracles for yourself. Begin with yourself. Come on, say to yourself, begin with me. Say it, let it begin with me. Amen. You'll be a living testimony of God's healing power, of God's power to provide for you. God's power to open doors for you. God's power to prosper you, spirit and soul and body. Can we say amen? So what is without life cannot grow. What is dead cannot grow. And what is artificial cannot grow. So go back to this scripture. So mightily grew the word of God. So that means the word is life. The word is life and it grows mightily. Amen. Come on, lay hand on yourself and say, Lord, let the word of God grow mightily, grow mightily in me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63. 
The word is life. The word is life. Remember Jesus said, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. But when you eat of the body, the body is the word of God. The word becomes flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the body of Jesus is the word of God. And he said, you need to eat of my body and drink of my blood. What is the blood? The blood is the Holy Ghost. For Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So we must partake of the word and we must partake of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the word are one. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the word. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And the truth can change the facts. The fact was, I was not well. I had diarrhea. I couldn't go anywhere. But the truth is, Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. And by his stripes, I am healed. Healing is my portion because he's my Emmanuel. He's forever and ever and ever and ever with me. Glory. He never leaves me, never forsakes me. Glory be to God. You know, talking about memory, you know, it's to be a leader, it's very important that you are stronger than the attacks. I told you just now, as I was worshiping suddenly, you know, I don't know where the fly came from, but it got into the middle of my hair. It's crawling all over my head, um, <laughs> trying to disturb me, right? So it's very important that as a leader, you have to be a leader, a leader to your family, a leader to your business, a leader at work, a leader in the church. So it's a very important that as a leader that you can win over all the attacks of the devil. Amen. A leader must be a conqueror, an overcomer, a winner. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So if you look at John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, what are they? They are spirit and they are life. 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 The life in you is greater than all the attacks against you. The life in you is greater than all the sickness and disease around you. Don't be like Job. What's wrong with Job? He's so overwhelmed by his feelings. He's so overwhelmed by his thoughts. And all of them were negative because he was under great demonic pressure. He was being attacked. And he was like a prisoner to his own experience. He's like a prisoner to his own emotions, a prisoner to his own senses. And as a result, he could not see that God is bigger. If you interpret the word of God from your own experience, you'll always be wrong. We cannot interpret the word of God, but by the Holy Ghost. We don't live by our own experience. We must live by the word. And Job was so overwhelmed by his own experiences. And he kept talking about it. The more he talked about it, the longer it got. The more you talk about it, the worse it gets. Your word feeds the devil. And the devil becomes bigger and greater in your life. 
If you look at the book of Job, how many chapters? He argued. He explained what he was feeling. He didn't get into the bigness of God. We need to get into the bigness of God. Our God is big. Amen. I remember when my son was little, I was doing Sunday school, and I taught him the song. My God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Amen. For you. Amen. Hallelujah. We must get into the bigness of God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? God must be bigger than the problems around you. God is bigger than any sickness and disease that tries to attack you. And then at the end, what happened in the book of Job? God just showed up and God didn't write like a a theological uh, argument (laughs) or defense for himself. He just showed up and he just told Job how big he is. He showed and he told Job how big he is. And Job said, I've heard of you by the hearing of years, but now that my eyes could see you, I repent in dust and ashes. I turn around. I realized how small I was. So say with me, my problems are very small. Very small. In the hands of God. In the eyes of God. Amen. Remember, what did John, what did John say? I must decrease and he must increase your problems must shrink your problems must shrink in the presence of God your problems shrink in the pro- in the presence of God you must decrease and he must increase boast in him boast in him boast in him boast in him and you have his power in your life Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Get rid of that grasshopper mentality. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So the word of God is life, is energy, is activity. I want you to look at Isaiah 55 verse 11. Amen. So when you're listening to the word, when you're reading the word, when you're writing the word, it's active and moving in you. How many of you, you know, sometimes when you don't feel well and you wonder, when did I catch that virus? When did I catch that cold? A, they're all the time around us. But only when you're sick, then they become bigger. But when you're healthy, you don't give them any attention. You don't pay any attention to them. So let's stay healthy and let's stay big. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. If you look at Isaiah 55, verse 11, this is God explaining to us how his words work. So shall my word be that going forth, come say with me, going forth. One more time, going forth. So that means the word of God is active. Active. Active, going forth. It shall not return unto me void. That means it's always productive. It's always accomplishing. It shall accomplish. It shall accomplish. So don't block the word with unbelief. Don't block the word with unbelief. So don't 
Think that the word is you, you're just saying it, you're just listening to it just to be a dutiful Christian. Don't be a dutiful Christian, please. Don't do things because it's your duty. Do things out of joy. Do it out of joy. Amen. Do it out of joy. Do it with the expectation that God will reward you. He's a rewarder of those that diligently take him. Amen. To seek him means to serve him. Amen. So my word be that going forth out of my mouth is active. It's active. It's accomplishing. And also it's prospering wherever it goes. And that's why David got... David, what did he say? Whatsoever I do prospers because God is with him. Amen. Hallelujah. So say with me, the word of God is prospering me. Amen. Glory be to God. So the word of God is activity. How many of you, how many of you, you've experienced like fatigue or you're tired or how many of you have experienced that? Hey, what do you need? What do you need when you're tired? Ha ha, I got you. You're wrong. You don't need a rest. What do you need when you're tired? Energy. Energy. You know how many, how many of uh, people that you know and I know, you know, uh, when they need to continue to work or, you know, they can't go and li- uh, lie down, what do they do? They get an energy drink. If you're tired all the time, you need energy. Probably it's because you've been thinking that I'm old. Or probably because you've been thinking I haven't rested enough. You don't need a rest. You need energy. You need energy. And with the energy, who is the Holy Ghost, the Word of God says that you don't, you don't just keep walking. You will mount up, mount up. How many of you know that it takes a lot of energy to mount up? Don't get used to being laid back. Are you listening to me? I think the majority of us, we are too laid back. You're too laid back. Oh, I need to have a break. I need to have a rest. Oh, I don't want to think. I don't want to say anything. I'm too tired. I need to sit down. And you do that all the time. You say that all the time. And you keep having what you say because you're the one listening to it and you're fully persuaded by it and you believe it. Come on, say it with me. I'm energetic. I have a lot of energy in me. I have a lot of power in me, physically, mentally, emotionally, volitionally, in Jesus' name. This is the truth. The truth will change the facts. I didn't sleep many hours last night. I didn't sleep many hours last Sunday, Saturday, neither. But when the enemy tries to attack, what do you do? You overcome him. You don't just lie down and let him attack you. 
You overcome him by doing what he doesn't want you to do. He wants you to be tired. You become energetic. Can we say amen? Amen. We must outrun the devil and outlast the devil. Jesus said, in this world, you will always have troubles. So you can't just pray all those troubles away. And as soon as you have troubles, you start to tremble and you start to fear. Oh God, what have I done wrong? Have, you, have I missed you? No. You need to be proven stronger than the devil. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And the devil tries to take some businesses away from you. Don't worry about it. God will multiply. God will multiply your business. Amen. When you see something bad the devil has done, don't worry about it. God will strip, outstrip the devil and multiply you more than what the devil had taken from you. Isn't that what happened to Job? Isn't that what happened to Job? You know, some Christians think that Job is a bad book. I don't want to read the book of Job. Oh, it's terrible. No, no. The book of Job is good for us. If you read it with the Holy Ghost, with revelation and understanding, can we say amen? And if you can go to Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20. Amen. Make sure that you mark your Bible. If your Bible is too clean and you can't mark it, you can't highlight it, buy a one that is cheap. Buy a cheap one and highlight it. And just put your expensive one on the bookshelf. <laughs> Psalm 107 verse 20. I can't read my Bible without highlighting the scriptures. I do more than highlighting. I highlight, I circle, I put stickers, you know. It's like, oh, this is my Bible. Have I shared this with you before? There was once that I, I was going away. I think it must be to a meeting somewhere. And then uh, on my way out, I put my Bible, um, what do you call that, on the top of the car? Hey? A roof, yeah, on the roof of the car. And so I drove away, forgetting about all my Bible. Forgetting all about my Bible. And then when I got home, hey, where's my Bible? I have no idea. Don't know where it is. It's okay. Just use another one. It doesn't, you know, I won't allow myself to be bothered or sad. You know, God will bring it back to me. And then somebody called me. Is your name Dora? Yes. I've picked up your Bible. Can I return it to you? Yes, of course. And then I, I asked him, where did you pick up my Bible? I live in Mackenzie. So when I drive down on my way home or on my way out, so he lives in Mackenzie as well. So he's coming home. And so when he's driving down that, um, that way, what's that, Mount Petrie Row, and there's a roundabout. And so he saw my Bible at the roundabout, and he stopped his car, picked up the Bible, and he saw my name, and he found me, tried to find me, and then he found me. Because he opened my Bible, oh, he said this Bible is very much highlighted and circled, and everything is very important to the person. So he made, a, he did a lot of work to find me and get my number, and then he found me and returned the Bible to me. Amen. Amen. The word is very, very precious. The word is very, very precious. He sent his word. 
He sent his word. A lot of times when we read this, we think God is sending his word from heaven. No, God is sending his word from your Bible. When you're reading the Bible, he sends the word into you. He activates, activates that word for you and healed you. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Listen to me, church. Health is greater than virus. That's how you stay healthy. Get rid of the fear of sickness and disease. Don't make sickness and disease, virus and bacteria your Goliath. Attack them. You have an inbuilt immune system that you need to use against sickness and disease. Fight, fight sickness and disease together with the immune system that God had already put on the inside of you. Can we say amen? Come on, say to yourself, I'm a fighter. One more time, I'm a fighter. Amen. So you need to eat the word. Eat the word. How do we eat the word? You pray it out. Pray, pray the word of God into you. Pray the word of God into you. Pray the word of God into you. So when you pray, you pray, I am above only and not beneath. I am the head, not the tail. What are you doing? You're eating the word. The word becomes you. The word becomes one with you. You are partaking of the nature of God. You are partaking of the power of God. You are partaking of the will of God. You and the word must become one. Can we say amen? So the word is no longer external to you. The word of God has been internalized by you. Internalized and personalized. We need to understand that we are receiving all the time. You're receiving thoughts. You know, the devil can dump thoughts and you can receive them. And when you're watching TV, you're receiving somebody's interpretation of life. When you're watching a movie, you're receiving what the director is saying, what the movie director is saying. So you're taking in, taking in. There are many voices. And if you don't read your Bible... Even though positionally, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. But you practically have made what is around you in the world bigger than he who is in you. Because you have been feeding yourself with the thoughts, with the words of the world. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The Bible gives you positional truth. The Bible gives you positional truth. I'm above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. But then you get sick. And then you get bullied. And you get depressed. So how do I reconcile the difference between me, who I am, and what the word of God says, who I should be? You eat the word. You eat the word. Forget about yourself. Forget about your depression. Forget about your fear. Just humble yourself. I must decrease and he must increase. And you eat it. And you eat it. You speak the word. You confess the word. 
confess the word, speak the word, think the word, meditate on the word, practice the word. Until the word speaks to you, even at night. If you want the Holy Ghost to talk to you, how many of you want the Holy Spirit to talk to you? How many of you want to hear the Holy Ghost? Have the word of God. The word of God. I think, um, is it okay if I tell you the truth? There are too many wacky Christians. You know, for them, you, you know, God is not talking until he goes, Ooh, 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 ooh. I am talking to you and I am God in the burning bush. God usually doesn't talk like that. A lot of times it's the devil that talks like that. God talks to you through the word. God talks to you through the word. Even at night, you have the word talking to you. Even at night, I have the Lord saying to me, what about the word, the sword of the spirit? You haven't got that in your nooks. I say, thank you, Lord. Even at night, I have the Lord saying to me, when the word grows big in you, then I grow big to you too. That's God. That's the voice of God. Amen. Don't look for God in the dramatic and the sensational. No. God is not weird. You don't have to talk like a weird person. For people to think that God is talking, they would probably think that you're crazy. Word. The word talks to you when you read it. When you think about it, when you pray it, when you practice it. Amen. Amen. God is not only in the big things. God is also in the small things. When I can't turn off my tap and it keeps dripping, in Jesus' name, turn off. And then when I need to park and I know my parking skill, I need to do a, you know, like that. Lord, you know my parking skill. Provide me with a parking that I can go into. Amen. Amen. He knows your strength. He knows your weakness. So don't think that God is always judging you and criticizing you. Don't think that God is the one saying, you should have learned by now. How come you still are not learning? That's the devil. Rebuke him. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. Can we say amen? Don't entertain the voice of condemnation, accusation, shame, and guilt. That's the voice of the accuser. The voice of scrupulosity. It's a true mental sickness. God wants you to think well. God wants you to think healthy. God wants you to have a successful life. He's not the one to keep you poor. He doesn't want you to have to do many jobs. He wants you to be so rich that you don't have to work and just study the Bible and help people. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Amen. 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 I said to my daughter, I said, when I have a lot of money, I mean, I do have a lot of money now and more money. 
and, uh, and my husband agrees, I don't mind buying a house for my grandson so that he doesn't have to work for money, but work for what he's interested in. Isn't it good? How many of you know that you do your job for money and then you do something else for interest? You look at me like this. God wants us to do things for interest. God wants us to enjoy what we do. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So the word of God burns and destroys the devil in you. The word of God is the sword of the spirit and it's a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Amen. Can I introduce you to my great friend, Abraham? Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Some of us, we think that, you know, because you have the word, you are a great Christian, you pray all the time, you won't have attacks. Attacks come. It's just a matter of how you handle them. Amen. You need to be proven victorious and triumphant. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Actually, I've had a time in my life when I could only sleep every other day. I couldn't sleep. One night, and then the next night, I could sleep. And I prevailed. Come against that devil that tries to attack me. And I won the battle. Can we say amen? Amen. Don't be afraid of battles and don't run from battles. Win them. It's a sure win. Say to the person next to you, it's a sure win. Amen. Let's look at Abraham. Who against hope believed in hope? How many of you know that statement? That means he wasn't having it easy. Abraham didn't have it easy. Against hope believed in hope. Amen. That he might become the father of many nations. He was qualified to be called the father of faith. Because he overcame by faith. He had his breakthrough by faith. Amen. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Continue. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his body. He considered not. That means he did not look at his body. Now dead. I mean sexually dead. Could not reproduce. When he was about a hundred years old, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. So you had two sexually dead people. Trying to reproduce. (laughs) He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Verse 21. Being fully persuaded. Persuaded by what? Come on, answer me church. Fully persuaded by what? By what was spoken. By the word, right? Being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Now let's look at the four knots 
that Abraham did not do, the four nots. Number one, he was not weak in faith. Number two, he considered not his own body. He did not look at his own body. Number three, he did not look at the body of his wife. Amen? So that's three. And number four, he did not stagger. You know, to stagger means, I believe sometimes, I don't believe another time. I believe, oh no, I don't. Oh, I believe, I don't. He did not stagger. He rejected all unbelief. So those four things he did not do. Four is a universal number, the four corners of the earth who covered everything. And let's look at the four yeses. What did he do? Are you listening to me, church? Strong in faith. Number two, giving glory to God. Number four, allow the spoken word to fully persuade him. And then number four, be sure that God will fulfill his promise. How many of you want a breakthrough in your life? This is what you need. There are too many inactive Christians. You need to be active, man. Come on, say with me, I'm active. One more time, I'm active. Amen. Don't just be so inactive and you just, all you do is just moan and groan and complain and cry and depressed and sad. And then, God, where were you? He's always around. He's waiting for you. Are you sure? I thought that God would just come and bling, change everything. No. What did God say to Moses when he was leading the whole nation of Israel right before the Red Sea? The whole army of Israel was behind them to kill them. And the Red Sea was in front of them. What did God say to Abraham? Uh, Moses, what did God say to Moses? Come and tell me. What's in, what's in your hand? Come on, church, what's in your hand now? What's in your hand? Come on, tell me. What's in your hand, Lorna? The Bible. What's in your hand? The Word of God. Now, when it comes to the Bible... You need to rightly divide the word of truth. Don't be like, don't recite and say the words of Job. For God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You need to rightly divide the word of truth. Don't repeat the curses. Don't repeat wrong doctrines. God was correcting Job. Giving him understanding. Amen. So you need to read the word with whom? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. And that's why correct teaching matters. Correct teaching matters because it would take you a lot of time to remove the wrong teachings. Okay? So follow the steps of Abraham and you have the rewards of Abraham. What are the rewards of Abraham? Go read it yourself. Find out what the rewards of Abraham are. The word births and builds faith in you. 
The Bible says that you extinguish the flaming darts of the wicked with what? The shield of faith. The devil sends, the devil shoots a dart at you. All right? And then you feel so, so discouraged. You feel so sad and you feel so bad. The devil shoots a dart, a virus, a sickness. You know, how come my belly is hurting? What happened? Oh, oh, did I have bowel cancer? No, you don't. <laughs> what do you do? How do? If you allow it to grow, it will become one. So how do we extinguish the flaming darts of the wicked? With the shield of faith. With the shield of faith. How do you build that shield of faith? How can you have that shield of faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So with the word as the building block, the word is the building block, and you have the shield of faith that covers you in the Roman days from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. So when the devil tries to shoot at you, he has to go before you seven ways. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Come and say with me, I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. Amen. I want to finish with this. The word builds success into your life. The word builds success into your life. How many of us want success? If you are spiritually dead, you will never be successful. A dead person cannot succeed. Just simple. A a lazy person cannot succeed. If you read the book of Proverbs, a fool cannot succeed. I like the Chinese translation for the word fool. It means a foolish and a stubborn one. Let's call it a fool. He's foolish already, and then he has stubbornness on top of it. (laughs) So he's stubbornly dead. (laughs) What's the difference between a fool and a wise person? A wise person listens and adds to his learning. A wise person looks at himself in the mirror, the word of God, and corrects himself or herself. A wise person does not live in a la-la land. Does not live, me and myself, nobody understands me. Nobody knows my troubles. Yeah, you can have all the troubles to yourself. I don't need them, thank you. (laughs) A wise person seeks out counsel and learns from them. So how many of you still want success for your life? Success comes with a price. It's called humbling yourself. That's what Job lacked. He boasted, I would die for God. I would not change. I'm a servant of God. I held on to this. But he never asked God. Praise God for Elihu. It was through Elihu that God could show up in his life. He never asked. He never asked God for counsels. 
Unlike David. David, very, very humble. David will always go to God. And Job didn't fellowship with God. He was talking all the time about his own righteousness. And then his problems. His trauma. His pain. His hurt. His loss. Make sure that you are not always talking about yourself and thinking about yourself that you lose your consciousness of God. God's consciousness is very, very valuable. God talks. God talks. You know what is depression? Depression when, is when you're so consumed with grief, you can't think of anything else but your problems. We need to be conscious of God. And we need to invite him all the time. We need to open up, open up, open up, open up, instead of being withdrawn and closed in. Open up, open up, open up, open up. When, when, when there is something to do in church, volunteer. You know, anything. The church wants somebody to help. Yes, me. Yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. I will do anything for God. I want to serve. I want to serve. I want to serve. Be active in your spirit. Active in your spirit. As soon as you receive a text message that is speaking to you spiritually, amen, praise the Lord, reply. Get into the law of use. Anything that you cannot use will die. Anything that you don't use will rot. The power of growth. A fetus that grows to become a baby in the mother's womb needs to be nurtured when the baby is out of the mother's womb, still needs to be fed and cared for as a child. And then as soon as the child can feed himself, can start to think, he needs to want to be a success. He needs to actively feed himself. He needs to actively take care of himself. He needs to actively wanting to learn. Don't stop. Don't stop because you think you are 50 year old, because you think you're 60, because you think you're 70. Don't retire from life. Are you listening to me? Don't retire from life. Life is for the living, not for the dead. You don't want to die too soon before you do anything for God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't belittle yourself. Don't think less of yourself. Don't think that you are too old, you are insignificant, you are unimportant. Get rid of those thoughts. They are not from God. They are from the devil. You know, the devil will always say that you're not important. When you're too young, you're foolish. When you're old, you're too old. When you're in the middle age, you're too busy. <laughs> Come on, say with me, I'm impo- I am important to God. And I'm important to people. God needs you. And you know that How often I pray for the church to be active, everyone to rise up, to be active, to rise up, to be active, to rise up. Don't fall into the trap that you're so busy working for money and you're too tired for God. 
You spend all your time working for money and you have no time serving God. Is that okay for me to be honest? You cannot serve both God and mammon. I would rather earn less money and serve God more. And God will give me the money. He does. He does. You know, you can produce a lot in one hour. Don't count your wage in terms of the number of hours. That's a slave. You work for three hours. I pay you three hours. There's somebody who can work a lot and produce a lot for just one hour than those that work three hours. That's called efficiency. And how many of us want efficiency? You want efficiency. Come on, lift up your hands. God pays you by your efficiency. He's not a slave driver. But you need to completely rely on him. What God does not give to me, I don't need. If he doesn't give to me, I don't need it. And nobody can control me with money. Nobody can manipulate me with money. You must have that integrity. When I first got born again, I finished with this. When I first got born again, you know, before we became Christians, we're so used to Sunday, Yam Cha. You know, Sunday is the Yam Cha day. It's the Chinese family Yam Cha day. <laughs> but then there's a conflict. Now I'm a Christian. I need to go to church. And at that time, my, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, they were not Christians, you know. And, and having a family meal on Sunday is very, very important. So I had to take my stand. <laughs> having done all else, stand and stand, therefore. <laughs> and my husband needs to stand with me. Why? Just because he's my husband. <laughs> so we are not going yamcha. We're going to church. What? Have you turned religious? No, we're not religious. We're born again. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And we persist and we persist and we insist and we persisted. We insisted. We persisted. We insisted to eventually they changed the time of the Yamcha so that we could join them. <laughs> Amen. What's the difference between Jacob? and ordinary Old Testament Christians. Jacob was the one who wrestled with God. There will be a wrestling in your life as a Christian. Abraham wrestled with God when it comes to offering Isaac. Right? There will be a time when you have to wrestle with God. And Jacob wrestled with God. And what happened? He won. The word of God says that he had power with God, he had prevailed with God, and he had prevailed with men. The same word, prevailed, cool. So what happened was that he persisted, and he's saying, I'm getting power from you, God. I'm getting power from you. I will not let you go till you have blessed me. Now, if you don't believe in the blessing thing, you don't belong to this church. I, belo I believe in blessings. 
I believe that God wants to bless us. All right? If you don't believe in blessings, you don't belong here. If you believe in sufferings just for the sake of sufferings, I'm sorry. You can't listen to my sermons because they're going to change you. Praise the Lord. And praise the Lord for changing you. (laughs) So Jacob said that I won't let you go till you have blessed me. To bless means to give me the power to prosper. All right? So did he prevail? Yes. God blessed him. And God said that because you have prevailed with God and with men. Who is the man? The most important man in his life at that time. Who was after him at that time? Esau. Esau. He wasn't having somebody easy. He was having somebody hard. In his mind, he was thinking that Esau is going to kill him. Going to revenge himself. But he had to trust God. He had to trust and to trust and to trust that Esau would not kill him nor his family. And God said, you have prevailed. There may be people in your life that you find very hard to deal with. There may be people in your life that have stumbled you a lot. But you need to win that race. You need to overcome the bitterness, the unforgiveness. You have to overcome that hostility, that animosity. Can I say amen or misunderstanding or offense? Then you have power with God and power with men and you become blessed. And you ride on the high places of the earth. Amen. The high places where there is no traffic. (laughs) Glory be to God. Amen. So you have to prevail in order that you be promoted. Amen. So every difficult time that comes your way is to promote you, to bless you. Amen. So don't quit. Don't withdraw. Don't pull on a a sour face, a sad face. Rejoice. Amen. Rejoice. Because there is a table that God had set before you in the presence of your enemies and your cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Grow the word in you to see signs and wonders around you. Jesus gave us that key for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He was not talking about communication. He said that you would be accounted You will be given judgment for every idle and inoperative word that you speak. The word that is not legal in the realm of the spirit. The word that curses you instead of blesses you. The word that curses people instead of blessing people. He's not talking about communication. He's talking about what comes out of your mouth all the time. What's in your heart? What's in your heart? What's in your heart? Is it? Problem and problem and problem, complaint and complain and grumbling, or gratitude, joy, praise, hope, 
Can we say amen? Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You squeeze the toothpaste, what's in it will come out. So get rid of what's the junk in the heart and what comes out of your heart will be good stuff. Get rid of the junk. The word of God will get rid of the junk for you. Get rid of the the damner and the accuser in your heart. And then what comes out of your mouth would be good. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus.